The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, afternoon, whenever you're listening, and welcome to the kickoff Super Bowl preview edition here on the W2M Network. Normally, we would be all wild, out of control, and crazy to start the show. However, it has been a very somber week in sports, and we at the kickoff are not immune to the situation. Some of us may be a little more so than honor others. We honor the memory of Kobe Bean Bryant. Eric, the floor is yours. I'm starting because I honestly want to make a little bit of an apology. Let me explain. Me being the main sports guy for as long as I have been most of my life, a lot of key moments have been related around sports and certain athletes. One of the main times I cried was with the tragic death of Al Lucas. I'll get into another time. And even just sitting back now with processing the events of that horrible helicopter crash that claimed nine lives, including Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter, Jana. One moment that struck me was even when my cousin up in Maryland was proposing, everybody was gathered around, whereas me, being me, granted only about 15, I was watching a Lakers playoff game. The Shaq-Kobe Lakers, the 0-1 team that eventually beat Philadelphia in the finals. That was mainly more than I was interested in. That's just me. The reason why I'm making an apology is because I didn't have so many nice things to say about him during his trial in Colorado in 2003. I always respected him for what he did on the hardwood. Black Mamba, Mamba Mentality, the works. His final game in 2016, I had to work the next day. But I still stayed up rooting for him, having a great ending. And yes, out of pettiness, because that night I wanted him to outdo Steph Curry. His 60-point performance took care of that in spades. But in all the time and with the outpouring and the memories and everything, I still looked to the flaws. I'm sorry because there's a lot more now that has come out. Everything he did behind the scenes, the make-a-wish, the philanthropy and everything through either Kobe's choice or the media's choice did not come out until now. So it's just a lot more than mere respect. I'm sorry because we truly lost not just an icon, not just a basketball phenom with all the accolades, but a really great man. Bisco? Yeah, I mean, I kind of got... I mean, I've always watched basketball since I was a little kid, but I never really became a huge fan of it until I started covering it in college and really grew an appreciation for it. So I missed a lot of Kobe's prime years. Um, But 
it, it's definitely a huge loss for the sports world. And one other person who was also lost in the crash that I want to mention that I had a more personal relationship with, albeit six years ago, uh, but John Altabelli was the manager for the Brewster Whitecaps of the Cape Cod Baseball League when I was there covering the team. So a big loss for the Cape League uh, as well. Um and just a huge loss for sports in general. Jason? All right, I'm going to speak from not so much the sports side because when Kobe was just entering the league, I was on my way out of watching basketball and everything. I'm going to talk more about the admiration that I've grown to get, um, have for Kobe over the since his passing, it did take me a while. I did post something on my Facebook page. Um, seen an ESPN piece that I'm sure that's been shared around. Uh, it wasn't so much that I I didn't like Kobe as a player. I respected him as a player, but I grew admiration as him as a fellow father, and the fact that he started a movement since his passing even, you know, before, um, of girl dad, I have a daughter of my own. She's not athletic. And just as I spoke of his daughters and everything was, was insane. And I, I'm not so much honoring him as the player, of the worldwide phenomenon, like others have, I'm honoring as a fellow girl dad and showing my respect and admiration over to you, Harry. We talked about this on the reaction on Monday night with Tony Acero, who posted a poem that I highly recommend that anybody listening to this go check out over on Tony's Facebook page. Tony's a published author and a fantastic one at that, and incredibly gifted and diverse. And one of the things that I mentioned over there was, why do these kinds of things hit us so hard when it's a celebrity that passes? And I think I understand the reason. And the reason is you feel a connection to those that you watched growing up, that you watched as you were in your formative years, as you became a fan of whatever particular brand entertainment that they were providing, be it basketball for Kobe, wrestling for somebody like an Eddie Guerrero, which personally hit me really hard, um, baseball to other people, football to more and everything like that. So you get an understanding and an appreciation for everything that they are capable of as athletes, even if you don't necessarily get to understand what they are as human beings. This past week, since Sunday, the news broke right before the Pro Bowl and breaking into the Pro Bowl, people are starting to get a greater appreciation for what Kobe Bryant was as a human being. And yes, you can talk all about the issues that he had off the court, you can talk all about the the petty differences that he had with teammates that may or may not have caused a friendship to break up back in the late 90s with him and Shaquille O'Neal. Whatever. It is what it is at this point because Shaquille O'Neal going to Twitter and talking about the fact that he has lost a brother and a niece over the actions of what happened on Sunday. The players 
the general manager of the Lakers feeling like there's a piece of his soul missing now that he lost his best friend. Give me the exact number, Brandon. I want to know so that way we can do it properly, okay? I'll, I'll count it down when it gets to 20. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, in honor of the memory of Kobe being Bryant, at the 824 mark of today's Five, episode of the kickoff, we will four, pause three, for eight seconds two, of silence. One. You're good. The big takeaway for all of this is, and we'll get into our Super Bowl preview, we'll get into the normal shenanigans that you've come back from the show. The big takeaway from all of this is you never know when that last moment's going to happen. You never know when the last time you're going to see somebody is. Tell those that you care about that you love them. Tell those that you don't know that you wish them the best in order to brighten their day. You never know what even the slightest thing can do to brighten somebody's outlook brighten somebody's atmosphere and to pay it forward in regards to somebody else's well-being we're all human after all and it's time we started treating each other like it and one other thing I'll, i'll say real quick is a lot of people it seems like we appreciate unfortunately appreciate too many people whether famous or not after death and i think we need to do more to appreciate people when they're still living. I'll tell you guys right now, I love each and every one of you three. You guys are my boys. Yep. I don't know what I'd be, I don't know <clears throat> what I'd be doing if we didn't have this show together. I know that this show helps me keep my sanity. I know that this show's helped me through some rough times, and I'm thankful that each and every one of you has been there for me through them. Indeed. Love you guys. We love you too. And yep. for everybody listening, Hug your kids, love them, even though they're little snot noses <laughs> and little boogers. Still, <laughs> Kobe Bean Bryant, aged forty-one, January twenty-sixth, two thousand and twenty, date of passing. Well, that's a depressing way to start off the show. I mean, we kind of had to do it. No, we're a sports show. I mean, we've done basketball-related episodes in the past mm. with March Madness and kind of chiming in here and there on on sports in general, just not just football. We actually kind of toyed with the idea of taking the kickoff year-round and just rebranding it in the football off-season to have more of a have more of an overall sports feel. We're still talking about that. We haven't officially made a decision there, but. What we have made a decision to do is continue a tradition from last year. The 2020, can I say it? Am I legally allowed to, Eric? Or am I going to get all, 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 I'm going, all I'm going to say is this. I am calling it our super duper ultra mega bowl parlay. You can shorten it to the super bowl parlay if you wish. That is to the listener's discretion. I think. Oh, you know, shit. I, I thought this was called the Suffer Bowl. That's why I came here and <laughs> hungry. I, I think the official no, no, ruling. Be- we do appreciate the snacks. <laughs> I think the official ruling behind it, at least based on what I've seen in recent years, is that as long as you are not making money off of it, it's fair game. <laughs> well, definitely we definitely not. We can thank Sean for us not making money. <laughs> 
okay, what if we're not making money, but we're telling people, if you make money, if you were to be so generous enough to send us a small cut of those profits, <laughs> would that be okay? <laughs> Who knows? Besides, I got some shenanigans to fund here. <laughs> and now we're back in the flow of things again. Okay. Um, so we did a ridiculous 20-bet parlay last year on the big game. Well, guess what? We're going to do it again this year because, well, Ooh. why the hell not? All right, Who so hit it, the most last year? Or do we even uh, know? We do, and we don't want to mention it because that person already has a big enough ego. Would that be me? <laughs> No. No? No, it's me. It's it's him. Oh, of it's course. Of course. I, really, I, I, asked, I asked because I really didn't know if we even kept track and it, even recalled last year. You had 11. We want to be reminded that I came in dead last yet again. <laughs> you're you're our Michael Strahan. <laughs> yeah, but it was my game show gig then. <laughs> you you need to get the... You you need to get the um the tooth gap. Yeah, well, I, I I am supposed to be going to the dentist sometime in the near future, so stay tuned on that one. Aaron <laughs> gets a whole other type of gap. Oh, Jesus! No, that was episode sixty nine last yeah. time. <laughs> this is seventy, Jason. Back on track. I believe the official words that I'm looking for here are family show. Anyway, uh, Jason had 11, Brandon had nine, I hit seven, Eric had three. Yeah. Three is yeah. a magic number, my ass. <laughs> well, one is the loneliest number. Yeah, well, two can be just as bad as one. <laughs> it's just as lonely as the number. Okay. <laughs> the lyrics from the 60s. Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me, Eric. I appreciate that. Hey, this is why I'm here. <laughs> All right. So we have 20 different items set up for our SB parlay. I guess I can abbreviate it as such and avoid any potential legal conundrums. And we're going to make our predictions on each and every one of them. We will have overall tallies as well. I will keep a running score except for one of them because Eric decided to be difficult during our conversation and put in one that he himself is going to have to keep track of, frankly. How which, do we... I, which I am, but again, just be glad that I'm going to be drinking wine on Sunday instead of other stuff. What number are we putting at for the over-under for that one? You know, we might as well lead with that because it needs an explanation. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. The floor is yours. This was your idea. Oh, we don't know what's happening with a potentially very, very, I don't know, I can't say shady, I can't say sketchy, because as far as I know, everything's legit. But a very interesting and quirky free agent that may or may not be changing cities before next season. That is the, the one, the only, all boots, smug, wearing fuck Tom Brady. Well, wait a minute. The Patriots aren't in the Super Bowl. No, they're not. However, does anybody remember one of the more famous backup quarterbacks that Tom Brady had? Uh-huh. 
and allegedly ran he, out of New England. To to quote the thing that always that I always remember him by, even after you know years after this, his name is Jimmy Garoppolo. Exactly. Who is, believe it or not, in Super Bowl? Now, uh, granted, yes, yes, the games. Yeah, now granted, the game's on Fox. It would have been even better had it been CBS, but the stars couldn't align perfectly. We make do. But knowing the potential free agent frenzy, knowing Jimmy G in his presence in the game, it makes you wonder how many times will Tom Brady be mentioned during the broadcast? What are you setting the over-under at? Yeah. I was thinking of a lower number, but now that I think about it, with everything, especially right. Miami, I'm going to up it five and a half. <laughs> okay, well, that means we're definitely not going to get a push. <laughs> so what happens if they just say Tom, but not Brady? Is that a half? Never that mind. would the uh, I'd have to go under review. I'd have to be full Vegas style on that one. Just actual mentions of the full name Tom Brady. We'll put it at five and a half. Yes. All right. Brandon over or under? I'm going to have to say over on this just because I have a feeling he'll be in the crowd. They'll probably show him. Um, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter, I think either earlier today or yesterday, him posting a picture of him walking into a stormy stadium or something, and a lot of people speculating on what it may be implying and whatnot, people thinking that he may have a commercial or something, I don't know. But yeah, I I don't think they're going to have a... a cryptic picture everyone was talking about. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't think there's any chance that the broadcast does not figure out a way to put his name into their mouth, so I'm going to take the over. Eric? Realistically, and this is one of the reasons why I bumped up my line, with all of the cryptic posts, with it being Miami, one of the cities that's the bane of his existence, and with all of the lead-up to possibly a move to Los Angeles or Las Vegas, who knows, I'm going to mention the over. Because a lot of people would have also say, oh, what could have been? Oh, if the Patriots and blah, 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 over. I'm next, and I'm actually going to say just slightly under. I think it'll land at exactly five. So since you went five and a half, I'll say under. Although that being said, Joe Buck lining up to verbally fellatiate him, I wasn't surprised if the over hits. Exactly. And that's why I bumped it, because I was originally going to say four and a half. But then I thought, who am I kidding? Jason? I want to put take the over, and I want to put it closer to, like, Eight or nine. If that, I'd say maybe even as many as ten. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put it at about nine because I think it's gonna be heavily discussed in the first quarter and the fourth quarter. Well, here's an interesting question that I have that um, may influence Harry a little bit. Are we including the pregame show? Hell no, we're not. Because ain't none <laughs> okay. of us going to watch the full six and a half hours of that bullshit. True. Look, I, I like Pitbull, but no. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Mm-mm. Like, <laughs> in what universe do they expect me to sit in front of the television from 12 to 6 to watch a bunch of singers I don't care about yeah. and a bunch of analysts who, by and large, don't know their ass from a hole in the ground? You, you, Pat, you know, you, you you know what, Tori? The fact that we've been hearing about this stuff all week. You, you know what, Tori, in my tradition uh, for the pregame show for the Super Bowl is? Puppy Bowl. Yep, Puppy Bowl. That's Christine's tradition as well. She likes the puppies. And now they have a full-grown <laughs> I mean, dog bowl. I mean, if somebody wants to listen to, like, people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about on the Super Bowl, I mean, we could do a Super Bowl pregame. I mean, yeah, isn't that what we're doing right now anyway? And... Yeah, by all means, feel free to re-listen to our show in the timeline between <laughs> when the game is supposed to start and when it actually does. All right. I'm sure, it, I'm sure it's more enjoyable. And especially... The fact that you get to get a good comparison from how I am sober, and if I decide to tweet things, how I'll be drunk. <laughs> oh, by the way, extra shout out thanks to Will Blackman at Will Blackman and at NFL Wine or at the Wine MVP on Twitter gave me some solid advice. <laughs> All right, let's get into our other predictions now. The rest of these I will be asking because I came up with the vast majority of them. Most of them are holdovers from last year. However, there are a couple that aren't and one that actually will need explained. Do you guys want to do them in order or do you guys want to do them in terms of importance? Because I feel like we could do them in order that I have them on my sheet or I could kind of spin them to when we find out in the game as to where they come out. Let's do it in order of importance, finishing with the final score, obviously. All right, so then we'll save the the top five ones for last. Then that'll be your winner, your final score. The whether or not the game hits against the spread, Eric. I need the number if once you get a chance, as well as the over under. I know the number because believe it or not, that has not changed really within the past ten days. Is it still seven to Kansas City? Seven. Where have you been? One and a half. Yes. Wait, how much? One and a half to Kansas oh. City. Oh, wow. Okay, so see, the original number that came out was a lot higher to Kansas City than that, but all right, maybe no, that was a conference championship I was thinking of. Yeah, that was a conference championship. Okay. Once the Niners had that on lockdown, they pretty much set that number at Kansas City minus one and a half, and people have been hammering mostly the money line. It's been really 50-50, although the total, that's been where the movement is. Well, we'll get to the over-under as well once we get there. So let's start at the bottom of the list and work our way up then, shall we? Yep. All right, so the first question to ask would be, obviously, who scores the first points in the game? Actually, I feel like we should do the pregame questions first because there's three of those as well. Let's do those first. Yeah, let's do those first because that may determine who I – who I pick for that. All right. 
Eric, what's the number for the length of the national anthem this year? Is it, is it a minute and 55? Oh, I'm going to double check that because I have seen anywhere from a minute 50 and that line actually opened at two minutes. Last year, the line was a minute and 50 even. So you check the Lovato stat and while he's doing that, we'll do the coin toss. Brandon, heads or tails? Tails. Eric. Heads. I'm thinking heads. Jason. I'm going tails. Who wins the coin toss? Brandon. Who is the away team? I that would be the team that is away. I think it's Kansas City. I think Kansas so they, City. I, I let me check that real quick yeah. and then I will officially confirm, but I believe Kansas City is the road team since this is an even number Super Bowl. I think Eric is busy because usually he knows these things. Oh, well, I was double-checking because I've seen different numbers for the anthem, but I was going for the primary line. But, yes, the road team is Kansas City. So I will say Kansas City wins the coin toss. Eric. So... Um. Wait, real quick, Eric's wrong. San Francisco's the road team. Oh, then San Francisco okay. will win. I knew it was something to do because I've been hearing about the different uniforms, so my mistake. Then I then I will say San Francisco wins the coin toss then. Eric. I say Kansas City will win the coin toss. Kansas City wins the coin toss, and I'll take it a step further. They actually take the ball to start the game. Oh, wow. That would actually be smart. Get Mahomes out onto the field as quickly as you can. Jason, I want to take. I want to take San Francisco wins the coin toss and defers. See, I think if you're San Francisco and you win the toss, it would be smart for you to take the ball as well, just so that way you could keep him off the field for as long as you can. I think. I think if you put him out there with the hype, the start, sure. rather than. Rather than let him compose himself on the sideline, I think you're going to be better off. Uh, San Francisco's weakest part is their defense, uh, anchored by Bosa. So you want to get, you want to try to get him as rattled as quickly as possible. Not to if it's going to be a battle of the deep ball. Both San Francisco and Kansas City are top five in offense and defense in deep ball metrics. So, yeah, get that over with if you're San Francisco as quickly as you can. Plus, the added benefit of getting the second half kickoff, you can play your style of game, especially if you have the lead. Yeah, that's why I always think deferring is a better option because then you get the ball to start the second half. All right, Eric, what's the number for the anthem? Two minutes on the button. How long, Brandon? How long was the anthem last year, and who is doing it this year? The singer is Demi Lovato. It was over a minute and 50 last year. I think it was like 2.02 last year. I'm going to take the over. These types of things, they always... Because you say it's two minutes exactly, Eric, is the over-under? Yes. So, yeah, I'm taking the over. They always try to drag it out as much as they can. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely taking the over on this one. 
Not always, but well, thank you for that segue. They don't always try to drag it out. Remember, Billy Joel Billy Joel still has the record for the shortest Super Bowl national anthem. That's Billy Joel. He's not I'm talking about when they have a pop singer or something doing it. I know, but even still with certain pop singers, they necessarily don't. But hear me out as why I've got some tips for this one, and I'm actually agreeing with you. Look at Demi Lovato's history. Mm-hmm. When she sings the anthem normally, you're right around a minute 54. But if you take the moments where she's on a big stage, Mayweather McGregor, World Series, etc., she really does like to ham it up. This is a big stage. And her longest rendition clocks in right at around 2.12. I would take the over. And if you are betting on Bovada, I would not just bet the over under at two minutes. I would tease it up to 2.04 and still take the over. Don't even bother middling it because you won't get the proper time frame. I'm saying under, traditionally speaking, Lovato's recent anthems, especially since he's come back from her drug scare, have been under two minutes. Mm, just say. <laughs> Jason? I'm going to take the under and actually throw a teaser out there that she forgets or sings it incorrectly. Oh, God. Like, uh... <laughs> Who was it that one year back in what twenty twelve or something? Oh, Carl Lewis is still remembered for his rendition. <laughs> I, I'll I'll throw this out there. I'd rather see Demi grab her crotch than Roseanne Barr. Everybody, I'd grab, I would rather grab Demi's crotch. <laughs> Look, I mean, if you ever have a duet out there for the national anthem, I'd go throw everybody a bone and try to create a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> Speaking all of I'm which, gonna, if there is... All I'm going to say, Eric, is I'm not allowed to... I can't enjoy AEW anymore watching it because you look like one of the members of LAX. <laughs> Did you seriously just call him Ortiz, you racist? Yeah, yes, really? What the hell? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said one of the members, and you knew exactly who I was talking about. I was being general, you were specific. So who's the racist? Uh, it is what it is. I Anywho, mean, uh, throw out disclaimers for both of you. Neither the views nor opinions of Jason Teasley nor Harry Broadhurst. Listen here, you, <laughs> listen here, you son of a bitch. That's gimmick. <laughs> Turnabout's fair play, huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to it here. Um, first score of the game, touchdown, field goal, safety. Brandon? I will go touchdown. Eric? Field goal. I'm agreeing with Brandon and saying touchdown with two prolific offenses. Jason? I'm going field goal. All right, so we're split right down the middle on that one as well. All right, I'm going to let the man who actually hit this question last year go first here. Who scores the first touchdown, Brandon? 
Um, I think with two prolific offenses, I I think San Francisco will score on the first drive. Not team player. Oh, player. Okay, sorry. My bad. This is player specific. Um, crap. I'm drawing a blank on his name. The that their new John, big time running back. Most start. Yeah, most start. Raheem Mostard, who scored three times in the NFC title game? Yes, Raheem. Or was it four? Yes, Raheem Mostard. Four. Four. Eric, who scores first? I'm actually agreeing with Bisco. Damn Bisco, Biscoing and not even knowing it. Yes, Raheem Mostard. <laughs> Since I said Kansas City gets the ball first, I think the first person into the end zone will be Tyreek Hill. Jason, I'm I'm going to blow you guys away. I'm going to go a deep, deep cut here. I'm going Kendrick Bourne for San Who? Francisco. Yeah, that's exactly my thought. Who? Wide receiver, San Francisco. Oh, he's the only Follow one the that's taking a passing uh, play. B o u r n e, Kendrick L. Bourne. Okay. Uh, no, Ty- Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver too, Bisco. Oh, you're right. Jesus, talk about the born identity. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, but I so decided now, not to. And then you did so for now, me. So if he does score first, does that mean Jason has to give the rest of us an ultimatum? <laughs> I'll, I'll change your identity. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, I actually hit this question last year. What, what quarter would the most points be scored? I'm going to say the third quarter. Bisco? Uh, I will say second. Eric? Fourth. Jason? I'm going to say first. Well, this just got interesting. Yeah, so one of us <laughs> will definitely get it. Not necessarily, because if it's a tie, then two well, of us get it because of the push. True. Like, let's say there's 17 scored in the second and third, then me and you get it, or true. anywhere other, true. other combination. True. All right, so I asked a really stupid question last year about kickoff returns. I asked if we would see any, and then obviously the adrenaline of the, op- of the game, the opening kickoff, was actually returned. I'm going to make it a little bit more specific this year. Bizco, will we see a kickoff returned past midfield? I will say yes. Eric. Later in the game, yes. So I will say yes. I'm saying no, but I do think we'll see one break the 40. Jason. Uh, I want to say no. I don't think anybody gets past midfield on a kickoff. Not just a kickoff on the kickoff. Plug. Sorry. Cheap show. I know. I don't care. It was worth it. Not the kind of plugs I've really been interested in seeing. Family like... show! <laughs> yeah, those earplugs. Oh, those weren't the plugs he was talking about. 
Family show. That's twice on the same conversation. Don't make me have to say it a third time, or I will turn this podcast around. <laughs> Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Bisco. Yes. I'm actually going to add a layer to this from what I was originally going to ask. Because okay. originally I was going to ask if we would see this, if we were going to see a coach's challenge at all. I'm going to up it. Will we see a successful coach's challenge? I will say yes. Eric. No. Mm-mm. I'm saying yes, and it'll come from Kyle Shanahan. Jason? I'm going to say yes, and it will be a pass interference coaches challenge. Oh, that's bold. Ooh, ooh, fancy pants. All right. Teased to this one last year, didn't hit, but in terms of this year, it's still relevant. Will we see a blocked kick? Brandon, either let me let me clarify here. This is a blocked kick of any kind, field goal, extra point, or punt. Okay. I will say no. Eric. I'm also saying no. I'm saying yes, and because Kansas City was one of the most prolific at getting to the punter this season. Jason. I'm going to say no. All right. So, much the same way that the blocked kick is kind of defensive prolificness, there's another one that kind of focuses on the defenses, even though we're all agreeing that this is probably going to be a very offensive game. Not yeah. offensive. Offensive. You hush up until, until final score predictions, Watkins. <laughs> Will we see a defensive score, either touchdown, safety, or extra point conversion? By which I mean the blocked extra yes. point for two. You know, you know what I mean. Yes. Bisco. Um, I'm going to say no. Eric. Yes. I think we get at least one pick six in this game. Jason. I'm going to say zero defensive scores. Okay. Eric, this one was yours, so I'll let you ask it. Okay, let me go back to the list to which one are we on. <laughs> Chug-a-log. Oh, the Gatorade question? Indeed. All right. Since, first of all, there's two bets that I really feel where the masses are asses. One of them will be mentioned later. This one I'm mentioning now. Do you know what is the heaviest bet on what color Gatorade the bath will be for the winning coach? Orange? Grape. I'm going lime. Harry, damn it, have you read my notes? No, but I, I just think grape is the best of the Gatorade flavors. Yes, the grape, which would be the no, purple color. I'm also being I am also being preemptively racist. 
Well, either way, yes, the most heavily bet on color, surprisingly, is purple. Where you're going to get purple drank from, I have no idea. So I am asking as part of this parlay, what color do you think the Gatorade bath will be? Okay, A, not to come off as a total racist, but it's Florida. I'm sure they'll find some. <laughs> this fair. fair. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I've accepted it. Bisco? Uh, I'm going to go with the traditional color. I'm going orange. Eric? I'm going red. It would make the most sense to me. Myself, I'm going. I'll hit the line that's already being hit since I came up with it in the prediction for it. I'll go with purple. Jason, I'm going lemon lime. So ye- yellow, yellow, yeah, 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 neon greenish yellow. They're gonna get doused in piss. Wonderful. <laughs> It's Miami, after all, so... Oh, oh, there's an R. Kelly joke there from our pre-show conversation that I just can't I I was not going to touch it. I was just... I was just going to say that R. Kelly Kelly could probably supply. Uh, Lovers want to love. I don't even want none of the above. I was waiting for it, but since Harry isn't saying anything. <laughs> uh, Eric? Yes? The views and opinions of Harry Broadhurst do not necessarily <laughs> reflect those of the WCF. <laughs> That's how it's properly done, sucker. All right, let's get to the big... Let's get to the big eight, shall we? Let's do it. Brandon, leading passer. Um... Uh... Just because I want to say it, Harry, do you know what time it is? Eat a fucking dick. <laughs> Eric? I, last time I checked, it's Mahomes time. Yes, I believe it is. One Patrick Mahomes will be, have the most passing yards. Eric? I, I, I also agree. Mahomes. I think Mahomes is the leading passer in this game, yes. Jason? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes will be the leading passer and only because Jimmy G will be just the the guy that just stands uh, there and does we'll, nothing. We'll get there. We'll, we'll get there as to why Mahomes is the leading passer in a little bit. Don't you worry. <laughs> leading I, I, I just want to say he's going to be the, the guy that is on the team for the group project and does very minimum. Leading rusher, Brendan. Mostert. Eric. Mostert. I'm going to say Tevin Coleman, actually, because I think they'll be prepared for Raheem Mostert, and Tevin Coleman's going to go fly under the radar because of the, the shoulder injury. Okay. Jason? I'm going Damon Williams. Is Williams even getting the start for this game for Kansas City? <laughs> well, I know McCoy's not playing. I don't I'm almost positive McCoy's not playing. And Darwin Williams isn't playing. 
he's been on he's been on like the uh the what the inactive list for most of the latter part of the season, LaShawn McCoy has. I I would argue And so coach, has Dar so has Darwin Williams. I would argue that LaShawn McCoy's career is over. Probably. Which would be a good thing because we all know about Bills and their history in the Super Bowl. So that's a bonus to Kansas City. <laughs> I'd tell you about Jaguars in the Super Bowl, but it's never happened. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's because somebody paid off the referees. Thanks, they New England. They have to go elsewhere in order to get experience in that game. Well, Ooh, yeah, close f- former Jaguars in the Super Bowl have done quite well, actually. Yeah, a <laughs> bunch of rings, just not in our colors. Fun, okay. fact, fun fact, one of them actually has a chance to add to that total tomorrow. Or, well, I guess technically Sunday. It's not not Friday yet. It Leading receiver, Friday. Brandon. What? Hmm. Leading receiver. Hmm. I'll go with Hill. While, I'll go with Tyreek Hill. While we're young, preferably. I, I, I just said it. Okay. Eric. I was thinking about this and how I feel that the flow of the game is going to go. Yeah, I'll go Tyreek Hill. This might be the one that we all agree on because I, too, am picking Tyreek Hill. Jason, are you going to be difficult? Probably. I'm taking. I'm taking. Not. I'm not even taking a receiver. I'm going to take Kittle. Uh, okay, that's actually that's a good choice. That is a good pick. I can't argue that Kittle Kittle kicked ass for me in fantasy this year. I have no complaints. All right, gentlemen, the big five are upon us, and we're going to do all five of them at once with one prediction. You said the line is one and a half to Kansas City, Eric. Yes. What is the over-under number at? What, and this is what I was being very intrigued about. It initially was 51 and a half. So much money came on the over. Books bumped it up to 54. Money still coming in on the over. But at last check, it has settled at 54. All right, Brandon, you ready? Mm-hmm. Your winner, the final score, the final score will determine the spread, so you don't need to mention that. It'll also give me your over-under prediction. And who's your MVP? I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm going to say San Francisco... 35 to 28 and MVP MVP I think will be Garoppolo Eric this is going to be I'm thinking about it but I'm going to go with it and it would be a little bit historic Remember how I said earlier in the show how there were two picks where the masses were asses? 
Mm-hmm. This is the second one. Super Bowls with high overs like this, more than 50, typically don't go particularly that way. I'm actually going to lower my score prediction a bit. Kansas City, 21. San Francisco, 17. But in an interesting twist because... While it would come down to the last couple of minutes on a significant play, it wouldn't be surprised, especially with a 22 to 1, formerly 35 to 1. Nick Bosa ends up with a surprise MVP. So, MVP from the losing team. Mm hmm. Hasn't that only happened once in Super Bowl history? That's why I said it would be historic. The the player for Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the exact game. I want to say it was like seven or eight. Oh. It's, somewhere around, it's somewhere around there. Well, Dallas, uh, well, it wouldn't have been seven or eight because Dallas wasn't in either of those. It might have gone back to Super Bowl five. Maybe five. I know it was somewhere early, like super early that it happened, and then it it hasn't happened since. Jason, you're up. Yep, I was right. Chuck Howley, Super Bowl five. (sighs) I'm going 30 to 28, San Francisco. With your MVP. Being y'all ready for y'all ready for for Ginger Thomas? Oh God, Debo Samuel's the wide receiver from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, Jason can just about eat a dick. <laughs> Would you like to know why, Jason? Because I probably picked your score. You missed my score by a single point. Did you go 30-27? Do you have the same team winning? 31-28 San Francisco. Oh, here's 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 the doozy. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's still there. I want to say. I got to make sure of something real quick. Um, Eric, give us a couple of stats while I look up something real quick, okay? Well, and this is a thing courtesy of one Robert Taylor himself. You can listen to him and his fine work on MMA to the Max here on most W2M stations. That and he can eat a dick. That this show is, season. <laughs> real quick, that show is officially defunct. He now does Tales of Dexterity, which is a Dungeons and Dragons stream. Well, that son hey. of a bitch, then. He and I gotta talk, because uh, there's a half-elf monk that may be making an appearance, who may or he may also not... Does, 
He also performs fellatio on Patrick Mahomes in his spare time. <laughs> well, all I'm going to say with Tales of Dexterity is there may or may not be a half-elf monk who has a fetish for teeth that may make an appearance in that party. Stay tuned. We we may need However, if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. I think we have to bring him on just so he can gloat and, and make Harry's life miserable. We don't uh, only if he <laughs> takes your spot. No. Okay then. We don't. And we won't. Because so, I so there's seventy five percent against it. I offered him a chance to come on the show earlier in the year, and he declined it. Therefore, he does not get the spot right now. Um, Eric, go ahead and give the stat, and then I have my pick for the MVP that is going to really surprise people. This year in Mahomes is 16 games, including the postseason. Every, as in most people know, I all along said he would finish with 4,300 yards and 29 touchdowns, taking a step back from last year. I was pretty close. 4,646 yards, 34 touchdowns, with only five interceptions. Not too shabby. No, not bad at all. But at the same time, he doesn't play defense, and neither does Kansas City in important moments. Can I pick? Can I? Can I tell you who you think? No, I. You said you had to check and see if he still played, so that wouldn't be it. I had to make sure that it was who I thought it was, and it is. So go ahead and give me your thought. I think you're going to go with Richard Sherman. I'm not actually. Mm-hmm. I think for the first time since New England and Adam Vinatieri, it's a walk-off. And Robbie Gold gets the MVP. I was just about to say, are you picking Robbie Gold? And to think, Chicago, you could have had him. (laughs) You could have had Mahomes, too? Yeah. Yeah. God. It is a depressing time to be a Chicago Bears fan. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, relax. Mitchell Trubusky is going to do just <laughs> fine. They don't have to worry about a thing. Um, I have the new non-family friendly version of that. You ready, Eric? Yes. Mitchell Trubisky. That also works. I thought he was going to say something uh, completely different. I bit, but I bit bit my tongue as I said it. Mitchell Trubitsky. <sighs> Sorry, I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> uh, quick question for you guys here in terms of overall ratings. Do we see the Super Bowl crack $100 million in the United States this year? This is a bonus question. It's not going to count toward the pool. I say no. I don't think these are marquee enough markets. I think the number ends up around 96 or $97 million. I think yes, just because at this point, the Super Bowl is such a big thing that no matter what teams are playing, I feel like they're going to get over $100 mil. Eric? I'm going to say I don't think it's because of the markets because they have enough stars, but because I'm part of the halftime show, I'm going to 
I'm going to say no, but it's going to be close. Late in the fourth quarter, and as you get to the trophy presentation, everybody's going to be tuning in to watch The Masked Singer. So I think it's going to peak right around 99, maybe 99 and change. Jason, does it hit 100 million? I think it's it's a shade under. I'm going to go with about 97, 98, around the same. Same as what you predict. All right. So that officially wraps up our Super Bowl prediction special. There, Like I said, there really wasn't a whole lot to discuss in terms of the game other than our predictions. There are a couple of NFL stories that we can quick hit if you guys would like to to kill some time. But that is entirely up to you. The fact that Kirk Cousins can't even go through a Pro Bowl without shitting the bed? (laughs) I mean, in fairness, that Pro Bowl was irrelevant and even ABC treated it as such. I mean, especially considering what happened on that day, it was, you know, I mean, it was irrelevant enough as is. But believe it or not, even with what happened that morning, that cast a shadow over everything, it was a surprisingly damn good game. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, I think, yeah, I think we can all agree that the Pro Bowl out of all of the all-star games is the least watched and least uh, talked about. I dis- disagree with that just because I think people still sleep on hockey. God, yeah. oh, the NHL all-star game, which, yeah, I- I've got my ideas about how hockey in general can be kind of tweaked, but that's for another show. <sighs> On a personal note, as a guy, if there was ever another Super Bowl for a wardrobe malfunction, I would be okay with it being this one. I'm just saying. Oh, yes. Me three, and believe me, I would be on guard and fully prepared because, thankfully, I still have the the travel size Luberderm in my den. But knowing how the networks have been... (laughs) <laughs> Knowing how the networks have been, I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Thirty seconds after it happened, you'd hear me be going, Shakira, Shakira. I'm just saying those nips don't lie either. <laughs> Damn it, you stole my joke. <laughs> oh. Great minds, Eric. All right, let's let's real quick hit a couple of quick hits from the NFL news and notes, shall we? Yep. All right, quick. All right. The Rats. first one is the first one is is the Carolina Panthers and Greg Olson have agreed to part ways. Jason, is Greg Olson's career over, or does he land with another team next season? I think he ends up in New England. Ooh, that's a bold prediction, Eric. I say he lands with another team. I mean, come on down to Jacksonville. Don't nobody want to play in Jacksonville. Look, if Gardner Minshew can say that Jacksonville has the right amount of white trashness and he can be our franchise quarterback, then damn it, Greg Olson can only be a few hours from the U and give us one good season. Brandon, is Greg Olson's career over or does he land somewhere else next year? I think if he I I think he said he wanted to play still, correct? He did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 
a team's going to take a chance on him. He'll probably get, like, a year contract, and he'll play. He may not play the whole season, but he'll probably play a little bit next year. NFL news. The Buffalo Bills fans that were married at halftime of a Bills game this year in the stadium have received tickets to the game from the team. Of course I thought they you were going to say have been proven to be brother and sister. <laughs> I was I thought you were going to say that they were divorced. Yes, that's what I was They're, expecting. Uh, okay, I'm going to answer both both of those in order here. Jason, no, not brother and sister, not from West Virginia. <laughs> Eric, uh, that's not actually that's actually a big story out of Nebraska currently. <laughs> if you don't believe me, go look it up. It is kind of big news. I uh, 100% could see that, yeah. actually. Nebraska's just as hick as West Virginia is. Yep. I mean, in fairness, there ain't much else to do in Nebraska but corn, and then they don't do back. Never mind. Shut up, Harry. Family show. Actually, I have seen Shut some up, people. Eric. I know where you're going with that. Just shut up. Hey, welcome to Nebraska. We're like West Virginia, but with corn and a good football team sometimes. Uh, I just remember West Virginia beating the shit out of Miami several times in the Big East. Yeah, and how many times did you win that conference? <laughs> a couple. And yeah, yeah. The only reason how many, were- how many how many times did Miami come to Morgantown and as a number one ranked team and leave with a loss? A couple. A couple. Yeah, but just remember the only reason why big feet big who's been, who's been who's been relevant since going to a new conference, West Virginia or Miami? Um, we competed for conference titles. Thank you very much. Did, didn't you guys just go five and seven this year, Jason? And with a new coaching staff. Okay. Yes, Neil Neil Brown from Troy now out in West Virginia. There. Um. Eric, any any second remorse about Manny Diaz? Not necessarily. I'm not necessarily saying second remorse just yet. This is one of those to where I wish the team would exercise patience, but oh dear Lord, am I glad that Ed Reed is coming home and is joining the staff. That's going to be a huge boost in of itself. Meanwhile, Dan Mullen just continues to win 10-plus games in Florida because that's what Dan Mullen does. <sighs> Go Gators. We'll talk more about our respective football teams in, I guess, technically two weeks because next week will be the Super Bowl recap and our official description going over our parlay bets as well. We'll have probably a pretty short show next week as well. But in two weeks on the C- – oh, we'll also preview the XFL next week too. In two weeks, the season finale year-end awards edition of the kickoff will have a requiem for a season as well where Jason and Brandon will break down the Giants campaign. Eric will discuss the goings-on in Jacksonville. I will discuss the, my Buffalo Bills as well as – conversation about the Hurricanes, the Mountaineers, the Gators, and the Nittany Lions, because I'm going to work both of them in. And Brandon, if you want to talk about Cox, you're more than welcome to. I, I think I probably will. <laughs> also, the, the, rumor, the, the, rumor that I, the rumor that I've seen, Harry, today, 
you might be very happy with a certain move that may happen in Buffalo. I'm hearing rumors of us going after Stephon Diggs. Um, well, that is the Diggs thing. But there's somebody else I think is more talented than Diggs may end up there. You'll have to send me the link once we go off the air. I wonder if in the offseason we can sneak in a show about my different ideas that I've bandied about as well. <laughs> well, this is something that we have to bring to the table, guys. We have to decide if we're going to go year-round or not. We've teased it before. Wait, what? Are you serious? <laughs> Dead serious. It wouldn't be the first Dallas wide receiver to come to Buffalo and have a big season. Hi, Cole Beasley. <laughs> The 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 rumors went rampant today. You can go ahead and name the name. Amari Cooper. Whoa. Damn. Whoa. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So what you're telling me is we're going to give Josh Allen a deep threat to line up along with John Brown and Cole Beasley. Apparently. Correct. Interesting. Now, if only we could get an offensive. <laughs> if only we could get an offensive line. <laughs> what was that, that, Eric? Let's introduce you to mediocrity. I'm sure you've met before. <laughs> the the rumor is he's not a big fan of how Jerry Jones conducts um, reagent dealings. I mean, and that he has kind of a a inkling to know about what Jerry's going to offer, and he's not happy with it. He has came informally said that he is um, feels disrespected from the the rumored offer. I mean, did this uh, really I, surprise I have anyone? A Can... That Amari's been hearing a lot of stories about El Paso. I mean, does that really ahead, surprise anyone, considering how he did uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott? All right. No, the well, I mean, is Dak, Prescott, Dak, Dak Prescott saying that he deserves $40 million a year, I mean, I don't <laughs> think he botched, you know I don't think he botched that one. The sad thing is, is I think he's going to throw some big money at Prescott this offseason. Oh, and that would be a problem. Well, which, all which means he wouldn't have the money to throw at Prescott. I mean, yeah. uh, Cooper. Cooper, yeah. Um, I'm going to close this episode here. We'll go into our plugs and our and our previews and everything like that in a second here. But Eric, I'm going to close this by going once again back to the '60s and early '70s. You ready? Ready. To paraphrase Simon and Garfunkel here, "Hello, eight and eight, my old friend. I've come to visit you once again." <laughs> <laughs> and the Cowboys will pick in 16 <laughs> <laughs> see you can't get me going on stuff like this cause then I come up with lyrics and then it works in my head you get the idea hmm. we are the weird owl of football podcasts apparently <laughs> I mean not to mention it is kind of fitting because hey Kansas City hasn't been in a Super Bowl in 50 years, so our throwback references work. <laughs> Jason, where can people find you online? Uh, well, soon you will be find, finding me 
uh, debuting our new podcast called the Black Irish Podcast, along with Eric Watkins uh, on this same network. But any other time, you can find me on Twitter at TurkeyGlue822 and telling you to go fuck yourself. To put this into a wrestling paraphrase, Jason is like our Big E. He doesn't need your follows. He doesn't want your follows. <laughs> You're welcome, Brandon. That was just for you. Where can people find you online, Brandon? They can find me on Twitter at Bisco underscore GothamSN, and they can also find me through – uh, my calling of North Myrtle Beach Chiefs basketball on YouTube at SHN Sports and also follow the Chiefs Sports Network uh, Twitter page at NMB Chiefs. Uh, well, Chief. Let me let me do this one again. NMB Chiefs mm-hmm. Online. There we go. So you had it. You just forgot the online part. Yes. Uh, are you going to do baseball as well yes. or just basketball? Yes, we're doing baseball come the end of February. You see, base, high school baseball I might actually watch. I'm not really a – I'm not a huge basketball person. I never have been. I watch college, but I only watch my two teams, Florida and Kansas. So I'm not like huge on, call, on uh, um, basketball as a whole. But if you're calling uh, baseball games, I'll give you a listen and check you out. Yep. Eric, where can people find you online? Well, when I'm not getting so mad that I'm throwing chairs at people, you can find me at Squid Sports Head. You will also, not only along with finding me alongside Jason for Black Irish, which we have to talk about, uh, rumors are swirling. The long-awaited return of soccer to the max by the end of February. And naturally, if you do slide into my DMs and are undergoing, willing to undergo a very thorough vetting process, you will get access to my dark Twitter, Snapchat, and Telegram. If you want access to the dark, to the dark Twitter, at least you can always go back and listen to our last episode, too. <laughs> I won't say the specific part of the episode. They actually have to listen to it all the way through to find it, but they can find it there. I'm at HB. <laughs> egg hmm. i'm at heb the eagle on twitter on instagram on yahoo or yahoo instant messenger if that were still a thing on aol instant messenger which is still a thing kind of if you still have a aol email i think it's only internal now which sucks because i missed the hell out of aim <laughs> that was my shit but i still man, have an aol email so that I, I think technically i do but i never use it yeah, I use my Yahoo Mail for pretty much everything. That's where yep. you can find me on Yahoo Mail too, HEBTheEagle at Yahoo.com. And remember, all hate mail for this episode goes to s.garmer at gmail.com. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a while before that gets back to you. <laughs> the classics never die. <laughs> all right, in all sincerity, before we get out of here once again, um, tell the people you love you love them. Mm-hmm. Tell your kids you love them. And if, if you're, you're dating somebody that's in a toxic relationship, get out while you can before you get permission to post anything online. And if, and if you tell somebody what you don't like about them, go ahead and explain first and then punch them in the face. I'm not touching this one. <laughs> I think it's best for me to just wrap up the show. Yep. The views and opinions of Eric Watkins and Jason Chief. <laughs> <laughs>
Fuck it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the kickoff here on the W2M Network, episode 70, season three, episode 19, 18. I lost track. I think I think 18 because we skipped Pro Bowl weekend. You can find us and all of our other episodes online at w2mnetwork.com. In addition, we are available on all of your favorite podcast listening services, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, Podbean, CastBox. I hear we're on Google Play, too, which is pretty cool. Hey, Brandon, guess what? Spotify is here. Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Thank you for everything you did. We'll talk to you guys next week for the Super Bowl wrap-up here on the kickoff on the W2M Network.